on his Facebook Live. But we have an episode of our show, uh, a, pot, a podcast episode that we did called um, uh, Marvel. The 70s Marvels was just racist. Hmm. The 70s was just racist. You can stop the sentence right yeah. there. Till next week, take care of each other. This has been BVST, your best, your worst of rock and roll, country, punk, and metal with me, Angelica. Stay tuned for Geektastic Cypher coming up next. Take care of each other. Party on, dudes. Good night. Three seven FM for a workshop focusing on reporting on and working with Canada's Indigenous peoples and communities. One of the biggest failures of Canadian media has been its historical ignoring of Indigenous peoples and communities. As part of the next generation of journalists, the link hopes to help change that. The workshop is free and open to all Concordia students and members of the community, and will be happening on Friday, November 17, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the link in room H649 in the Hall Building on the SGW campus. For more information, please contact the link at editor at thelinknewspaper.ca or check the link's event page on Facebook. Are you part of or want to know more about the Korean Wave? then you should definitely check out the Hallyu à l'UDM Plongeons dans la Vague Coréenne conference happening at the University of Montreal, organized by the Montreal Centre of International Studies. Korean culture will be highlighted through a conference by Yuni Hong, author of bestseller The Birth of Korean Cool, a cocktail party featuring a K-pop performance, and a screening of Mother by Pong Chung-ho. The event will be happening at the Faculty of Planning or Faculté de l'Aménagement at the University of Montreal. It is free and will be held on Friday, November 17, from 4.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. But please note that it is entirely in French and registration is required. You do not need to be a student at University of Montreal to attend this event. For registration and more information, please send an email to c-e-r-i-u-m at umontreal.ca. Come blow your eardrums to hardcore, metal, thrash punk, noise, and gangster rap at Shooting Blanks Winter Tour at The Traxid this weekend. With a lineup like Shooting Blanks from Ottawa and local bands Shisty Shane Love, Nonfux, In the Name of Havoc, and Astray, and a low, low entry price of only 5 bucks, you don't want to miss it. The show will be happening at The Traxid on Saturday, November 18. Doors open at 10 p.m. Entry price is $5. For more information, you can check out The Traxid's event page on Facebook. And that's all for the CJLO community calendar for the week of Monday, November 13 to Sunday, November 19, 2017. If you would like to reach out to us with cool events, you can do so by emailing us at calendar at cjlo.com. Have fun. Promoters of Death Fest 1 say the heavy metal bands that are on the concert lineup are just that. What's up, everybody? Geektastic site for CJLO 1690 AM online with... The Topster. And myself, Doc Holiday. We are in the studio uh, doing the Geektastic Cypher, a weekly show we do here at CJLO. And uh, it's going to be... Geeky. I messed that one up. So hopefully you guys are relaxed at home, chilling out. It's one of those days I have like almost no energy whatsoever. Um, this is probably one of the most tired I've been in a long time. For some reason, did not sleep last night. Totally could not get to bed. Um, I, w- I won't lie. I stayed up till like 2.30 playing the new Call of Duty. Oh, damn. I definitely wanted to work a little bit more tired than it should have been. <laughs> but the thing, I wish I could say that it, my excuse is like it was cool when I was playing video games, but I was just, I just don't know what it was. I was just tired. I just could not, like I was tired and I just, but I couldn't sleep and I, I ended up staying up most of the night, so... We all have those moments. Plus, it also feels like we're we have some. We had a show last night, like an impromptu show too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, you can visit franklinarmstrong.com. The episode is up, or you can also just subscribe to Geektastic Cipher. That's hashtag G E E K. If you look for us on um, Apple uh, Apple I, iTunes I, I, podcast, if you just type in hashtag Geek ta- Geek, we show up. We're the first one. Woo! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which was pretty cool. The first time I uh the first time I had someone look it up, they typed it in and they're just like, "Are you Man, you guys are the first podcast." And I was just like, "Oh. That's amazing. That yeah. actually means we need to step our game up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully people are searching hashtag #geek though. That's the one problem. <laughs> right, <for sure. laughs> you got to get people to search hashtag #geek. But I mean, if people do look up just geek for a podcast, we we should be one of the earlier ones that come up. And yeah, um yeah, and yesterday we had the opportunity to speak to uh david crownson the author 
Yeah. Or the writer of the graphic novel Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's uh, turned out to be a really cool interview. You guys should go listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Skinny. Hey. Skinny's in the building. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. I just, you know, uh, it was a great interview, actually, just to kind of tap off what you said. It was really interesting. I actually enjoyed listening to it. I kind of caught it today, later on, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it was a cool dude. You end up finding out, I mean, spoiler alert, that he's actually an actor first and auditioned for a couple big movies. Yo, dude, um, some pretty big movies, too. Like, when he was telling us, I was like, damn. Yeah, so if you want to know what it is, spoiler, yeah, I'm not, you know what? No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Man, I kind of want to talk about it, though, because when he said it yesterday, I was like, oh, that's so dope. But yeah, no, no, definitely listen to the to the episode. We uh, We had a lot of fun talking to him. It was nice. We kind of let him talk, let him get out his story, because I feel like maybe he doesn't really do this often, and it, you know, he enjoyed his time. It was kind of, I was kind of glad that he uh, he didn't feel like you know too uncomfortable. No pressure. No, I know he was definitely comfortable with no, it, no, which no. was awesome. Yeah, there was no pressure. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, uh, and then, what's the good word, guys? What's uh, what's going on in your cities, in your lives, in your habit stance, happenstance? <laughs> in your happenstance. Happenstance. Well, well, happenstance right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Toby. You work out, so uh, you take it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've actually. This is a year out of all the time I've been working out where I've literally like toned everything down. I've gone from like a hundred and twenty percent to probably about like sixty-five, seventy. Okay. For me, is a big step down, but I kind of needed it to just too many injuries. You know, all those little aches and pains you have and. I wasn't getting enough rest. I were, you know, you're going to the gym too much. So I just kind of have to bring myself back down to like, okay, rest. Please elaborate on this going to the gym too much. I know. I was going to say, like, when you say you'd go to the gym less, is it like I go to the gym, you know, eight out of ten <laughs> days now instead of? Let's, 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 say, let's put it this way. Before I would go five to seven consistently. Okay. Um, and now I'm probably going three, four if I'm lucky. Okay. okay. And and I'm going in there a lot less intense. You know, I'm taking my time with my workouts. I'm pretty much just staying active. Oh, just cool. trying to put on muscle, right? Well, that's so, fair. Yeah, it feels good, man. I, hopefully by next year, I mean, I have this little goal of mine. Um, I'm going to try to compete next year in a physique competition. In a what competition? So, you know, like a bodybuilding type things. But more for like aesthetic, kind of like overall look. Oh, okay. So not the one where you're like lifting stuff, and you're more the one where you're like. Well, they, where they pretty much judge you on proportions versus like it's not all big and muscly and roidy looking. Okay. It's it's more like complete, you know, physique. Yeah, my cousin's but wife. Athletic looking. Sorry. Yeah, my cousin's wife used to be a competitor before she uh, before they got married and she had the kids. Mm. Oh. And uh, yeah, yeah, she used to tell me about it all the time. Like they have to weigh, you have to weigh your food like every single meal, all the time. Yeah, you have to calculate to the T your macros and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot it. Of work. That word macros. They kept tossing that at me. I was just like, I don't know what that means, but okay. It's your, your macronutrients. So you pretty much need to know exactly how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat, how much fiber. All these things you need to eat every day. So. What people end up doing so they don't That's, ruin their diet is they eat the same thing every day at exact you know exact time everything. So the, I tried that for a while and I yeah. that was in the best shape of my life. I was like the best ever. And I'm sure you've seen pics. I love how excited he gets when he talks about that. He's just like, I was there, man. Mm-hmm. I was at I was at the big show. <laughs> it was a lot of work, man. Eventually, well, I mean, yeah. Really and, want this, you know? Was and I, I always mean to ask people who do stuff like this. Were you happy with the, like? I mean, you were happy with the results, but were you happy with the daily process? Uh, at first, yes, because you're actually starting to see results you've never seen before, right? Okay, okay. But after a while, I reached a point where it was like. What am I doing this? For? It was almost <laughs> like I wasn't enjoying food anymore, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much for me. That's what it came down to. And, it, I, you know, it could have been a career, but I don't think I was hard-pressed. I wasn't motivated enough to make it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I was like, I like my pizza, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scale it down a little bit. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, I 100% agree with the uh, sentiment of pizza and pasta and all those things. Uh, we actually had the, uh, that mini conversation yesterday where you tell me that just cut out pasta for a, uh, a minute and see how I feel. And I, hey, like, man, cut out pasta, but honestly, the most important thing for anyone listening right this moment, 
cut out sugar. Oh, yeah? Simple as that. And you will feel the difference in a matter of weeks. But sugar's like, so good. Like, what do you mean cut out sugar? Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's anything, like... So, no pop. Okay, that's okay, fair. That's, that's easy. I already did that. There are a ton of good alternatives out there. Zevia, look that brand up. They make some really good pops with no sugar. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, mm. What else has sugar? Candies, chocolate. Don't do that. Cookies um, ain't going nowhere, though. Sorry. I honestly <laughs> even barely eat fruits because it's got sugar. So Whoa, I, really? Okay, even fruits? Yeah, because yeah, the thing is you can get those vitamins and all those things that you get in fruits. You know, you can take them as supplements on the side. So you don't necessarily need to actually have sugar directly in your diet natural sugars are fine though don't get me wrong eat your fruits guys i'm just saying for me it was something i decided to cut out all sources of sugar to kind of i was drastic about it right? yeah 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 that's intense mm. yeah a little okay. too intense uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen the pictures dude the homie's not playing when he talks about those results like and i mean the likes of like black uh, hulk yeah yeah you're good with the hulk it's good hey, fitness is great you can do push-ups people do, people do <laughs> ask me they're like how do I get abs like you? I'm like, cut this. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, well, then you can't get abs. <laughs> you, I like that you're just like, you can do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, you can just do push-ups. <laughs> so for those of you tuning in, <laughs> once again, Geektastic Cypher, we're all in the studio. And we're going to get into the DTD. This week. This week. Uh, you know what, Skinny? This one's yours, so by all means, tell me. Feeling a little under the weather, but... Uh, I know, right? I'm dead. I was just saying. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, battle. This week, is it's called the Battle of the under, under Underachievers. Yeah. So we got Blue Beetle, Ted Korg. Yeah. Just because, I mean, yes, he did a lot of things <laughs> with Booster Gold, but in the long run, like... You say, hey, Ted Corey, Blue Beetle, someone's going to look at you funny. Yeah, they, they don't know who that is. They have no idea who he is. That's such a... Uh, I can't wait to describe, explain my answer. But anyways, go ahead. Go now, ahead. Uh, our second man in there is Apache Chief, who's been here before yeah. when we were celebrating our uh, Native American heroes. Yeah. Uh, except for also wasted. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the Justice Super Friends or Justice Friends or whatever that show was. <laughs> Super Friends. Never spoken of again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, As a character, he is wasted. Exactly. And if you don't mind touching on his powers and Savage Dragon's powers, because I'm actually not that familiar with either of them. Savage Dragon is just strong. Okay. That is, yeah. I remember, I Healing remember factor and strength. Yeah. The cartoon. Yeah, Savage Dragon is kind of like a poor man's Hulk. Yeah, like in the cartoon, he could like get, he could get hurt and like essentially arms broken and whatnot, and whatever he'd heal. Yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. In the, the comics, where he was a police officer. Yes, he was yeah. also a police officer. Okay, okay. He was once human, then turned into a savage dragon. It's weird. I don't really. Oh, does know he, is that origin. what it? Because ha- I, from what I read, he was uh, he, he had amnesia and was in a just found like that. Found in a field like, as a green hulked out dragon dude. I thought that was it. That's what the opening credits of the cartoon <laughs> yeah. did. I'm just going with that. <laughs> I didn't read his comics. I just remember in panels of his comics, I always see him, seeing him like cut up or really bloody. Yeah. And I was like, but why? And then you'd think he's dead, but he's not because he's just a savage dragon. But also, <laughs> one of the one of images, Image Comics' is, uh, premiere, I guess, Heroes, when they first yep. came out. 92. He 92. was one of the first uh, the first and one of the longest running characters in the comic book. But in the in the fran- the in their company. The co-founder was one who created them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. However, if you were to mention someone, hey, the Savage Dragon, they would think it's either A, a Dragon Ball Z character, yeah. or they would look at you funny. Yeah. Well, actually, Angelica on the show before us, BBST, said to me when I asked me what the DTD was, and I named the characters, and she thought it was like <laughs> Battle of the Racist Characters, and she thought Savage Dragon was like an Asian like, <laughs> stereotype. Oh, no. And Apache Chief was like a native stereotype, but then she's like, I didn't know what Blue Beetle was, so I figured it wasn't racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Apache, that remains to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, that was his name, and I mean, I I don't know if he was actually Chief, an Apache Chief, but I mean, it, it's not necessarily uh, yeah, racist. I know he's spoken that stereotypical. Yeah, that part, his voice, <laughs> his horribly offensive racist voice was a problem, but yes. his backstory may not have been racist. That's fair. <laughs> Um, that's all of them, right? That's all three. That's all yeah. three. Okay, yes. uh, we're gonna actually get to the messages real quick because it's already uh, th- that time, and then we'll come right back. So don't go anywhere. We're so we we gave you the characters, and then we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Bye-bye. After these messages, the Canadian Foundation for Cross Cultural Dialogue proudly introduces its new project, Baldwin and La Fontaine, towards responsible government. 
with your family, friends, and classmates. Learn more about the role played by those important figures in shaping Canadian government as we know it today. Visit baldwinlafontaine.ca to discover clips, documentaries, and a teaching guide. Enter the National Web Contest for a chance to win a trip for two to Toronto or a post-secondary scholarship. And we're back. Uh, we're back. And I didn't get to say a shout-out, but yeah, <laughs> tune in to uh, us on cjlo.com, and uh, we're going to get into this DTD. DTD. Brian, do, would you like to go first? Yeah, man, I'm down. Okay. I've, this is one of those ones so where... Brian up first. Well, this is one of those ones where I like read, and I like reviewed, and thought about it. Nice. Uh, so first things first, I am... Hi, tra- Papa. I'm, tra- I'm draining Ted Cord. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I and, like that. And the reason I'm draining him, because he's been known... To be smarter than Batman, but no one ever noticed. What? Yep. 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 Guy Gardner said it. Other people have mentioned it. Um, if you read the Omax story in the comic book in DC, one of the reasons that Max Lord kills him is because he knows that Ted Cord is smart enough to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and he actually wanted to get rid of him before he could proceed. So, so you want to know what's crazy about this guy? Yeah. The fact that no one knows very much about him yeah. but a lot of the things you hear in comic books of course like when characters talk about him it's literally through someone else's like experience of knowing him you never actually like he doesn't get the recognition yeah yeah, yeah. through word of mouth like for example when um i think this guy gardner someone said that his mind was like second to that of john jones yeah yeah for example, stuff like that. It's just like this guy never really had a chance to like showcase to the world. He's just always, you know, someone saw him in passing and, oh, you know, things like this. Yeah, that's the thing. He His comic book background as a character is kind of like, so it's as if you, you're writing all the other characters and at the same time, there's just this dude having adventures and fixing things and you don't hear his side of the, of the story. <laughs> and that's blue beetle. He was always like, he had his own comic and stuff, but he was always in the background doing stuff yeah. and saving the day in his own way and just not getting much recognition. And then for that reason, he just wasn't as popular. So mm. as like, yeah, he's underachiever in the sense that he was just kind of in the shadows, but I, I'm draining him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm teaming up with uh, Savage Dragon because uh, brute force strength. He's your tank. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, and, and he's also he's a he's a smart guy. He's a detective. Yeah. He's, he's dealt with his own stuff. Um, and I feel like him and Ted Cord together would make a good smart detective team. Mm. Um, so yeah, draining uh, teaming up with Savage Dragon, and unfortunately that just means I have to defeat Apache Chief, <laughs> which makes me feel a little bad because I feel like I'm being racist but it's not racist it's not racial it's not racial it's no. just that he isn't a detective that's about <laughs> it <laughs> oh wow okay he's another tank he's a tank with less intelligence than savage dragon this is true that's that's all i'm saying this is true oh, so uh can i can i go next yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead, definitely go next all right so on that note the way you ended it i'm just gonna start with that i'm gonna defeat apache chief yeah right off right off the bat Okay. And there's just for there's more of a I guess a philosophical reason behind it. Okay, it's not even it's not even a comic reason. It's the <laughs> fact that stereotypes like this need to die. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Apache Chief, you're dying because the writers were racist. <laughs> no, no, this is true. He, he's a martyr in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's important to the cause. Yeah. Yeah, first. That's Th- all. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's and fair. literally, like his powers are speaking words and growing big. I mean, <laughs> no joke. Yeah, he just he just gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's literally it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna drain the poor man's Batman. <laughs> oh, this, this situation. Big words. <laughs> wow. And it's the truth. It's the truth, and he How knows. Is he the? Is why he stays in the shadows. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> but but if there was anyone that wears a scarab, well, it's him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If there's anyone that could have that level of technology, it's this guy. Yeah. Um, IQ of 192. I yeah. Mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could go from the poor man's Batman to becoming Batman. So I mean, yeah. This means I'm starting from the bottom. Now I'm there. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and I'm gonna team up with Savage as well. I really liked the cartoon as a kid. Actually, I remember it now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean. I feel like I can control him too. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can control him. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's more a matter of like when we say control. I feel like we should say I could work with him, yeah, yeah. and he would you, you get it. Control, but okay. yeah. 
He would yeah. get what we're doing. But I would manipulate him. <laughs> hey, man, I tried to help you. <laughs> I would manipulate him. That's funny. This is a guy whose, whose origin is like, what, he was an evil lord on his planet and then somehow ended up on Earth. Un- and like his, with his no memory. memory base is yeah. based off of five days of TV watching. <laughs> really? Yep. That's his eventual background? That is his eventual background. That is trash. <laughs> yeah. It's like... He got he had brain damage. Yeah, yeah. had erased his memory, and then they implanted his memories with five days worth of satellite TV broadcasts. Oh Earth. God, what is that rating? So that's my motivation. Skinny, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny's face—he looks what? so confused. It's like I don't even know what to say to all that. So they jacked Martian Manhunter's origin for Savage Dragon, pretty much. Oh, that's an interesting point. Well, yeah, yeah, because he got yeah his same thing, right? He ended up on Earth with that scientist in the lab, and he learned about humanity through television. Yeah, yeah. but the whole being—he was an evil overlord on his planet, and then yep, and he he was obsessed with destroying humans. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, and then two scientists pretty much conspired against him and gave him brain damage and. Oh. <laughs> wow! Very, hey. very Julius Caesar. So I'm also draining Ted Korg. <laughs> 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 all right but we're the ides of march we're keeping it all the way 100 yeah and we're joining dc together apache chief you're getting a job my dude <laughs> yeah, yeah i knew i knew my savage dragon this is green at <laughs> <laughs> i love how disappointed you look knowing that you're like because i was kind of like rooting for savage dragon <laughs> but then now you're getting out of here you're out of here you're out of here exactly what i wanted Get out of here, Savage Dragon. <laughs> I mean, he turned like when he's on Earth, he's a good guy. At no, that point. no, no, no. You're an evil overlord <laughs> bent on destroying humans, and then two scientists take you down. <laughs> Not even all the big people that you end up fighting when you're on Earth. Like, imagine uh, someone recognizes you. Like, hey, aren't you that guy that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I have, but you have amnesia. Like, I quit or so when I saw you kill a human last week. <laughs> oh God! You know, like, I know you, Savage. Like, I know who you are. Terrible. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. No. <laughs> I, I was contemplating reading those comics. Now forget that. If that's your like grand finale, like oh yeah, he was evil. But here's the thing. I'm sure it goes beyond that though. Yeah, 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 yeah. More exactly. Image comics. No. Yo, image is <laughs> image is killing it. If I didn't have Star Trek to talk about in my uh, comic talk today, comic TV talk, I'd be talking about the Wicked and the Divine because that comic is crazy. Well, image yeah, just has yeah, yeah. They have their good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Image is and it. it like one of the things that they were explaining about Savage Dragon is the character was written for people who were tired of Marvel but who didn't want the pretentiousness of Vertigo. So they wanted something more mature than the comic books in Marvel but less mature than like Sandman and stuff like that. And that's where Image was trying to aim for. And I think they did it because if you read Saga and if you read The Wicked and the The Wicked plus the Divine, they the really The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, you get that sense of like, oh, the this Walking is, Dead's Image, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was always Image, no? I don't know of that. Oh, maybe. It was always Image, Wanted is Image. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that sense of like, okay, we can I mean, Wanted is not the best example cuz that's just pure insanity, but Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think to that fact, like Vertigo has really good things too like why the last man for example yeah 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 you know those they do I mean, have some good right yeah yeah they all like everyone stepped it up now but at the time in 92 when people were leaving dc and marvel you're looking like a to carbon start, copy yeah it, it yeah they wildcats were, was the biggest example of that yeah that was yeah. justice league and x-men and or Su- avengers and supreme was their superman who yeah. was like on an alien planet yeah i mean they did some interesting things but i mean since then they've done a good job and in the 90s they you know filled a niche that needed to be filled isn't grifter dc now uh is that wildstorm anything that's wildstorm is now dc because it merged Okay, but wasn't Wildstorm a part of Image Comics at some point? No, Wildstorm was its own thing. So yeah, there's there was a lot of comic. Wait companies. a minute, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> so Wildcats aren't a part of Image Comics. Oh wait, wait, Wildcats is a different thing. Sorry, I was thinking Wildstorm. Yeah, Wildcats are Image oh. Comics. Yeah. So how is Grifter is a character on the Wildcats, and he was in Flashpoint Paradox? Like, yeah. He's oh in- yeah. But the the thing is, isn't Image like a uh, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, uh, like theory a, of uh, Marvel. I thought no. Image. I is thought com- Wildstorm was a subsidiary of Image. No. And- so Wildstorm is a subsidiary of DC. 
Okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Let, Image is its own thing. Let, let's figure out Wildcats. Okay. Well, from what I see here, Wildcats, which was created, is Why? part of Wildstorm, and Wildstorm was Jim Lee, uh, and it's merged into DC. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So wow, Wild. So Wildcats was not okay. Gen thirteen was Image, but yes. not Wildcats. No. I see. Oh wait, Wildcats is Image. Uh, this is so weird. Why am I seeing? I'm, I'm seeing conflicted information on it. But anyway. Well, I'm on the DC site right now. DCWikia.com. <laughs> DC just erased it. Like Wildcats, Wildstorm universe. Ah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but yeah, I mean that was one of those things where DC was just buying up everybody because even Blue Beetle, for example, was part of Charlotte's Comics or something, and then got merged into DC. Yeah, Shazam is part of another yeah, comic yeah. company, got merged in, uh, and originally what DC was doing was making those part of their like multiverse, and then they did that Crisis on Infinite Earths and folded it all in on itself. And then unfolded it, and then folded it, and unfolded it. And yeah, they do a because like, they're jerks. They do a slick mention about that on Flash, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that stuff all the time. Um, no, but like about it happening. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, oh, interesting. But anyway, that's later. Uh, well, I mean, you can go now. Uh, comic TV talk. Let's uh, segue. Right, go right well, into it. Flash. Everyone can uh, tune in onto uh, cjlo dot com because I'm going to save me data. <laughs> so I'll see y'all later. Deuces. And, and, and shout out to Mike K, who's listening. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about Beast Boy and Krillin as underachievers. Uh, that's my <laughs> homie. Okay. Mikey, well, yeah, we do know that Krillin's a big underachiever, but I mean, <laughs> he has a child with an android, so he overachieves because that's not <laughs> possible. <laughs> All right. Then we also have Beast Boy, which, oh, man, I just actually watched the Judas I, Contract today again. Oh, it's good. Beast Boy gets played. So hard. We also, we also talked about Beast Boy last episode. Yeah. True. He's one of my favorite characters. He definitely is. I think he's one of the most interesting written characters. Though that movie is really confusing because he's in the earlier sec- like part of the scene, like the first part of the movie, and he's Beast Boy and he's young. But then when it's like four years later and Robin is clearly Nightwing, who's like clearly much older, yeah. either he had a crazy growth spurt or Beast Boy doesn't age. I think the thing with Beast Boy is because he's a shapeshifter, I think he actually likes to keep himself young. Like he keeps That's himself weird, small, weird but cool. Be- because it, it, like when I was talking to you guys about Changeling last week, Changeling is where he grows up. Yeah. But in the DC universe, in <laughs> most of the versions now that are out there, he never grows. Whereas everyone else on the team has grown around him. Yeah, That's wow. It. And yeah. I always wonder. I, I mean, I same same thought process. Like, why doesn't he grow up? Because everyone else grows up. No. But I. Am, yeah, in my head, I was just like, I mean, you you're Changeling, so <laughs> at this point, isn't he leading the team? He should be. He should be. Yeah. I oh. never actually thought about that. This is a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just because he can morph, so he's just like, well, I'll just keep myself looking this age. Because I feel like in the cartoon, well, I, I, yeah. as much as it, we don't like that version, Teen Titans, Titans Go, uh, there's one point where he realizes he can make himself look older. Oh, sure. Because he can just grow himself. He just never tried. But yeah. Uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to Jean Rene and uh, Mike. And Sarah and Casey and Dave, who are all tuned in, um, Squared Idea people and all the fam who's tuned in listening to this. So hopefully you guys can all stay tuned in. Once again, cjlo.com. You can listen to us. 1690 AM, Bell 5, Channel 950. Those are all the places. Or you can catch this episode as a podcast. But hopefully you'll tune in right now live because we've got a lot to say. Uh, Skinny, you were going to say, segueing in into The Flash, talking about universes that fold in on themselves. So this week on The Flash, um, they had a very forgettable villain who could just take control of like statues and stuff and it was killing oh, people that's boring and the flash is f- i'm gonna say out of all three of the shows this year flash is f- still failing yeah never caught its feet back from last season's little slip up of the tired speedster villains this year though devoe and the thinker or whatever his name is i think the thinker their names are bad his villains yeah, names yeah. are terrible yeah, yeah um they need to switch that up this is what happens when they don't let um, our boy vibes give the names. These are all people. <laughs> these are all people who like just have names. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> they're close to finding out who he is because the previous Flash of like last season, yeah. mentioned. Oh, he's like, oh, you have tons of villains. You like, you have a uh, Thon, this one, Devone, and obviously that's the thinker. So basically, Barry's now out here looking for a Devone to match up who's the thinker and so on. They're getting close to finding him. Forgettable villain. And they tell Harrison Wells, who's returned from Earth 2, because his daughter's out there being Jesse Quick. She doesn't yeah. need them anymore. He's their Harrison Wells. They tell him to find some friends. So he just goes, finds 
different versions of himself from, <laughs> from different universes, oh, from different Earths. And one of them sends a mention. He's just like, you see, I don't see why you called me. There's no point in any of this anyways. You see, we're all from different multi-universes, multi yeah. except you know that we all know that eventually they're all going to just implode and we're all going to just not exist anymore and this is just going to be going oh. so, so they just straight live mention it like that and i was like oh this okay. is something he just tosses out in conversation just boom that it's all going to implode he's like, he's like it's going to end up like it's going to we're all going to be gone anyways at the end interesting of it. So, so i'm like okay they are setting up some pretty big stuff i, I wonder which way they'll approach it I mean, oh well maybe that's the lead up to the crisis thing the maybe, november 27 uh, crossover crisis maybe it's lead up to the crisis i don't know there's yeah. rumor has it that their show's actually going to try to push and go for 10 seasons to match up with the newspaper from season one where it had oh, flash disapp- I, I, please don't <laughs> i hope not because that would be kind of wild you're not smallville <laughs> and, not, and even smallville couldn't pull that out but exactly. the flash i feel like the flash if it just needs to get it together um it could pull it off yeah Legends what season on are we in right now? Four. Four. They'd have six oh, more man. seasons to go. Legends, on the other hand, <laughs> Legends has found its ground. Oh well, yeah, it's it's still it's on its funny. Who's their team now? Their team. Okay, so their team is actually really wicked. So their team is because last season it was um, everybody's the same. Oh okay, so everybody's the same. Rip Hunter's out of here. Like it's especially since the last episode, he did something really really stupid <laughs> and caused Damian Dark to be brought back. So oh, that got what? Man. But wait, wait, wait. Okay. The, the best part is that he came back, and the episode was called Return of the Mac. So when he's <laughs> when he is brought back to life, he now is he's like the recurring villain, except for he's his he's himself. He has his daughter who is a magic wielder, and she's also evil. Okay, and then he also has she's an adult. Yes. Okay. And then they also bringing in the Vixen web series, Vixen's sister. Yeah. Oh, the one that's trying to steal the amulet from exactly. her. Exactly. She's in it with oh. the water uh, totem now, but she's evil, so she's on his side. So he has like henchmen, and oh, okay. things get crazy because so they're kind of building like their own injustice well, league on the other side. They over? are, but more or less, it's kind of telling you that Vixen will eventually have to go back to her own time, and then they're eventually going to just bring that Vixen onto legends because yeah. a you kind of need a vixen she's your powerhouse yeah and she's your other girl that you know makes everyone yeah you know. so this week and sorry so the part of the team is the team is uh steel yeah still yeah. citizen steel whatever his name is yeah um inferno flat uh what's his name uh, oh yeah 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 mick? firestorm yeah no no not oh, firestorm fi- mick uh he doesn't have a name name the others and i'll, th- I'll find okay his name. so we have firestorm we have the atom we have citizen steel we have amara heat wave Heat wave, that's it. Thank you. Name he never uses. Yeah. White Canary. And then we have this girl who is actually Shazam's... In the comics, she's Shazam's wife. You know, not Shazam, but um, Black uh, Adam. He had his girl. Oh, Isis. Yes. Isis is in the show. Oh. Except you can't call her Isis, so she they call her by her like character name. But her amulet is like a wind oh, pusher. But she has powers? Well, she has the... her. She has a totem herself. Okay. That gives her wind powers, but she's actually based off Isis. Oh, okay. In the Halloween episode, she's actually in the full garb of Isis, and you're like, oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So what, what do they call her? Sharuda? <laughs> no, they, uh, her name is... If Brian, well, I'll it. look it up while you keep going. I just Because I just know her as, in the comic book, Black Adam falls in love with this girl, and uh, he like bestows part of his power onto her the same way Shazam bestows like some of his power onto... Uh, the the two other kids like oh, Shazam, Shazam kids, just, Junior and yeah. the and the Lady Shazam or Shazam Girl or whatever she oh Mary Marvel that's mm. it. Well, this I, version she's from the future and it's her brother that gave her her totem, so maybe that was oh. Black Adam, but her brother's dead and he's she's from like far in the future where tons of craziness is happening. Anyways, to get to my point, okay, cool. This week they have a ongoing joke where Helena Helena of Troy is yeah. time displaced into like 1930s Hollywood. What? Okay. Anyone, who, anyone who knows the story of Helena of Troy, yeah. she basically causes the War of Troy. Yeah, yeah. And men fight over just basically her beauty. So this causes 1932 Hollywood to go crazy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the firestorm of uh, Jax and old man i'm just gonna garber sorry professor professor uh oh yeah sorry the uh, professor yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, they're trying to separate because basically Stein. Pro- yeah, Stein. Stein yeah. wants to separate. He wants to go back home. Jax yeah, because he's leaving the show. Him. He's leaving the show. He's leaving yeah. acting. So they're trying to get him out of here gracefully. Um, they do a Freaky Friday episode in which they switch personalities, which is actually kind of funny. Oh, interesting. Uh, you have Jax talking like Stein and Stein talking like he's a cool, slick black dude. <laughs> um, however, it never fails me how this <laughs> that, show. That sounds so funny. It it never fails to like surprise me how this show completely ignores like how Hollywood would have been. So if you have Stein going after his favorite actress at the time yeah and he's in a black man's body you're not running around hollywood like that super freely yeah <laughs> not in 1932 <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like there's no and i like it yeah like, it's kind of like oh okay let us like you know give us the illusion but you know it's not like that yeah, he's not yeah, just yeah. approaching a white woman and just being like hey <laughs> so in the 30s hell's no. they're trying to get helena troy out of the 1932s and back to troy but she doesn't want to go back so this new isis character basically the point of the episode is this new isis character does this really really cool thing where she's like okay i found you a place in time where it's the same year except for there's during your story it says that you just disappear at some point and no one can find you yeah so i found a place in time where it's the same year but it's just far away from troy and on the same island oh. and they drop her on themiscara oh wow and i was like oh! yo i lost it i lost it I was that's like, pretty because you kind of th- she she looked exactly i don't know if they were doing it like oh that could be wonder woman's mom but all, hippolyta she looks whatever. exactly like her okay. her garb and everything she looks exactly like hippolyta so yes Interesting. Yeah. yeah it was very 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 well done very very well so placed. she goes by zari tomas zari yeah they call her zari interesting man you've got me i actually want to re- watch this now because that's a huge bad. that's really really cool and they kind of just like okay did drop her off and she's like oh yeah it's a, a island where there's only women that fight here and i'm almost like no they didn't she's just like and there's no boys allowed so it's really really cool and then they kind of like pan out and they just do the like sidebar of themiscara so there's something something bc I'm like, god oh. damn okay yeah you won me over with that legends uh legends step legends up. knows how to do the funny and the goofy but also hit you with some serial, really serious because that is pretty dope in the same episode uh uh vixen's granddaughter so the other one's sister just yeah. reveals to her she's like yeah i'm your granddaughter she's like i didn't even know you existed and then yeah she's like i can't kill you because if i kill you then i won't exist and oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Know, it's gonna be crazy that's okay okay that's pretty cool uh tobes you want to go go ahead want to hit us with the uh you want to talk a little bit gifted yeah i'll join you on gifted man <laughs> we've been talking about this for like what six seven weeks now Ooh, we need <laughs> that, to get paid that's all i'm saying i was telling you guys turn into a mini show we need to i get. said it we will once sure. the show once the show's done we'll talk about gifted yeah absolutely uh so this episode so far out of all seven this is the slowest one pace wise yes um, it's like four different stories happening at the same time and you're not even really invested in any of them. It was kind of one of those like time passing shows, uh, or episodes I should say. But the most important or the most interesting part of this whole thing is when, um, what's, is it Marco? Not Marcos. Um. Eclipse? Is that, no, that's Marcos. Yeah. Eclipse is Marco. Uh, the I'm father. about the guy who's super strong. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Thunderbird, there you go. Right. He goes after. He goes to look for Blake in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I figured that's what was going to happen. Yeah, because they need her. Like as much as we <laughs> joked about how you know, oh, it's good. It's a good challenge for them to do some different stuff. You At know. the end of the day, you need that person who just portals you in and out. So on, yeah. right, exactly. So yeah. I mean, the, you don't really get to see a resolution to what happens after he goes to find her. Um, we actually just get to see more of Blake and her past a bit. Okay, okay. In, in this episode, and you actually get to see Jamie Chung act. Wow. <laughs> 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 seven, epi- seven episodes in, they finally decide to give her more than five lines. Yeah, true. Um, That's funny. <laughs> so we, we get to learn about like where she was hiding when she was a kid and where she would open portals to and who was taking care of her, this foster family that cared for her. Okay. Um, but like Sentinel Services mm-hmm. figured it out and went there and killed the family. Oh. Uh, but she didn't know this. Right, so you kind of see her kind of grow up almost in that moment. Okay, you know, okay. Kind of like letting go of her childish running away from things. Almost, you feel that coming. Okay. Uh, but out of all the other stories, this episode was honestly, if I'm going to rate it, uh, I would rate it probably like a two and a half out of five. I mean, yeah. the detective story was pretty dope. The detective, right? I mean, but this is only showing him going more to the dark side and you know creating alliances that probably will bite him in, in the in the butt. Later. I feel like he's going towards the dark side, but he's very much resisting the dark side because he's seeing the, the 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 trickery that's going on with that scientist who 
and I'm gonna throw a th- oh, I'm, th- hunt? I'm throwing a three pointer right now. He's Mister Sinister. Ooh, because because yo, like just <laughs> that is interesting. The stuff so, that he's you're doing. right. I heard that. that I heard we get we finally get Trask Industries. Yeah, they dropped okay. Trask too. They dropped that name. Okay, that, so we finally actually see the other side loading up a mutant. Oh, okay, okay, right. So you see your quote unquote Mister Sinister kind of rallying and trying to. There, he's you find out that he's actually been chasing specific mutants down. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he's not actually like it's not a broad net. He actually this is just all an illusion. He kind of in the background is going after specific powers to kind of hone them for himself. Like I didn't turn and turn him to the dark side. I was just gonna say, Skinny said it, but that's exactly what Sinister's whole thing was. Because that's why, um, isn't that why he kidnapped Scott and yep. his brother when Havoc when they were younger? Because he he wanted to like use those mutations and mm-hmm. there's like a whole thing about yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay sorry so yeah go ahead go ahead yeah um and and it's pretty much like Skinny said it's uh, detective I forget I always forget his name as well. Me. Um, he pretty much, you know, makes that alliance, and you start to see a little bit of him, you know, kind of being like, "Oh, there might be consequences to me even agreeing to this because I was so angry." So he made the decision he made to, you know, form the alliance while he was angry. Now that he's a little bit less, you know, he's a little bit more removed from the situation that happened where they made him remember his daughter's death twice. Oh. Not really, he's not like hmm. he's like I can't wild out the too much right now and like right. everything they're doing but is crazy illegal. Is too. there no one else like overseeing this to make sure he doesn't go too far? Well, that's what I'm saying. The government comes in, oh, okay, and they're like, yo, uh, so you can't do this. You don't have any sanctions. You can't be doing this. this oh, okay, this, this, that's this. What, yeah. And Sinister is in the corner. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, She's like, no, you cannot do that. Uh, 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 no, they sweet. kill. Uh, they dropped. They- they kill the person? She just dropped. The government. <laughs> Wait, they kill the person in the room in yeah. front of people? And the detective is like, "How? she did not just have an aneurysm <laughs> just like that. Stop it. What's going on here? This is getting yeah. fishy. They said, they said she had a stroke, but you realize there's a mutant in the room who pretty like much... Clenching his fist and just oh, making her sickly. damn. Yeah. This show's getting nuts. So, yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> oh, forget. Sorry. Father mentions that his dad worked for Trask Industries for 30 years. Oh, Drop okay. It. There's a bomb. Almost like your father. Right? He worked for <laughs> Trask Industries because your father was who? Von Strucker? Like, are you just... Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Yo. Okay. So, a lot... I guess... Are they building up to a mid-season finale? Because I know... Yes. Episode. What I'm... Two more... Three more episodes. Oh, yeah, that's true. You said it's only 10 episodes, only 10. right? Oh, okay, yeah, they're almost done. They're almost done, and they got a uh, poster boy, Mirage, um, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she got him Wes. out of here. Yeah. yeah, Wes. Wes is out of here. They kill, what, they... No, he's out. He had to well, leave. He, he might come back, know. but, I mean. No, he's not dead. He's okay. He's not dead. He's just out of here. He's just gone. So, the, but the way they got rid of him was kind of weak. It was just kind of like. It. I loved it. The files, <laughs> files on mutants. Okay. Which one's got criminal records? And it turns out that when he was a kid and homeless and on the street, he might have robbed someone. Oh, yeah, it was kind of what it was. He robbed a jewelry store. Yeah, and then Reed was like, got like way too angry about that. Yeah, because I mean, if you're a street kid, you have to survive. That's always been part of the. That's always been one of the major stories about the X Men. All those kids come to Xavier because they're they're hoping for a better chance because they've done so many things. Storm, for example, was a. Anyway, sorry. He goes he goes up to his daughter and says, "You can't be with this guy. He's a criminal. Do you know? Like, kind of think he should be on his side." Yeah. Like, uh, every single mutant here has done something to stay alive and survive. Like, why is this? You know, like. It was such a dumb. Like he ended up looking dumb in the end. Oh, <laughs> like, but then she but confronts him. You don't want him. the guy dating your daughter. Mm. That's literally it. You know. That seems like a really. I, I mean, I didn't see it yet, so I'll have to watch it to kind of get an idea of how weak this is. Well, but. she confronts him, and then she's just like, "Tell me it's not true." She admits to it. She gets mad, and then he goes up to the family while they're eating dinner quietly, interrupting stuff like an idiot. And he's like, "Uh, well, I'm gonna tell the mutants what I did." <laughs> or what I might have, could have, maybe did to survive, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. So he tells them, he's like, "Yeah, they forgave me, they gave me another chance." And then just kind of, I think, out of a spiteful thing to get mad at, back at the girl for getting mad at him for being who. Oh, he, he is, bounces because he's of like, him. "Yeah, well, I'm gonna go to another camp in like <laughs> Omaha." Bye. That's so dumb. It's like, <laughs> that okay. sounds so annoying. So essentially, they're just trying to look for excuses to have like teenage love stories and or have them yeah. come back in a later season oh, and be like next boo. season, like, "Who's that? Oh, it's boo. Wes." So weak. That it sounds yep. so. The weak. show can't be strong completely. No, I know, I know. I've been in really. Good, we o- so. we've, we've always said you can't do it a hundred every week because you know you're 
your writers have to build story. Sometimes you have filler episodes. We've said that too, but I mean, and just then, and then the fourth little like D story that happens in the background is Marcos has to pay his debt to Carmen, the cartel girl. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I saw like, that in the preview for last week. Yeah, it was just to blow up some drugs. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's, set I, them on fire. Instead of stealing drugs, or sending a message or something. Oh, okay. Like, that seems I, a little weird because I, she's a pretty. <laughs> That's sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it was. It honestly was stupid. He lied to Lorna about it, and then she found out that he went to do it, like tracking him down. Oh, he confronts him later, and like it was just a weird, very not dramatic moment. <laughs> you know, they both came off a little dumb too. You know, in this moment, and yeah, I, I just wish they just did. They left this part out of the this episode anyway. It was just like forced, like the, you know. But it was it was the old, one of the main conflicts too, so they couldn't really. I feel like they. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like they did it almost just because because those two are stars of the show. Kind of, they felt like, well, we can't just not have them in this episode, so let's toss them in, and then oh, it's you a, could have them in the episode. Yeah, just don't force a conflict for the sake of forcing a conflict. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I hate when they do stuff like that because it just makes for bad writing. I think they just wanted to pay off the whole he has to pay off his debt to Carmen thing and get that out of the way. Okay. So people want to bring it up later and you wouldn't have to do it in like episode nine. Well, what what about my boy? What about my boy Psycho who's about to like turn kid? Into, yeah. I uh, was little angry. kid didn't have any roles. They gave him a break this week. I'm quite tired of him anyways. Like, yeah, but I mean the whole thing about building up his anger inside of that last don't episode. Don't worry. I hope so. Because they showed off his sister a lot this week. Oh, okay. Well, oh yeah, that's true. She wasn't there a lot last week. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to talk about Star Trek Discovery real quick. Uh, if you guys have been watching the show, they've been really solid with the writing so far this season. Uh, we are leading up to this was the mid season finale, so wow, already? They, yeah, they they had to kind of establish a whole bunch of stuff for when they come back. Um, uh, I mean, as a Star Trek series, they're really going for broke with the whole we're on streaming so we can swear and show nudity and do all the things that Star Trek's never done Star before. Star Trek? Yeah, exactly. Really? They showed a naked Klingon in the last episode in a sex scene. Hey. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Hey. All the weird scale weirdness on the back and oh, yeah. oh man, watching that scene, I just like my whole body sucked inside. I was like, oh, get it away. Um, it was real gross. That's interesting. Mad gross guys That's i never would have expected out of star trek but yeah this it was gross um the the episode was good all the characters develop in a way you would expect them to um the fan theory about the head of security being secretly a klingon who's in disguise i think i kind of think they squashed that by his interaction with his captor because the the klingon that captured him and was torturing him and turned him into a sex slave is the one that he eventually has to confront and you don't get a sense of like him being unless he's unless they've put fake memories into his mind but then that would defeat the purpose of him being a secret agent or maybe they're going to activate him and he is a secret agent i don't know the fan theories are going crazy for this show and it could be all over the place but it could also just be that he was capped he was held captive and he's a broken person going through a lot of really bad issues Mm -hmm. and having flashbacks and that's just what it is um so uh, I would recommend people, if you are looking for a time to jump into the show, binge through one, two, through from beginning to end right now uh, with the mid-season finale so you can jump back in. Because it's, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. There's some really interesting points being made, some really interesting story being told. And um, I know yesterday when we spoke to David, he mentioned one thing that I'll mention. He felt that Star Trek was always a lot of diplomacy. And this version of Star Trek is less diplomacy and more, it's war. They're at war. We finally get to see the war that started between the Federation and the Klingons. Whereas usually in Star Trek, it's about diplomacy and peace. This one is literally about them being at war with someone and like upping the ante, uh, like weapon wise. Like you know, you guys have shielding, while we have tele- like ships that can teleport wherever we want them to. And it's just kind of actually watch this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if ever there was a Star Trek to watch, and you you want something tonally different from the other shows, this is the one. And um, the fact that it takes place during a war, the fact that your lead character is not this lovable character, your lead character is a war criminal. Oh shoot! Yeah, she's she's All not. Right, a, Doc. 
Yeah, Michael Burnham's not a good. She's not like. I mean, she's. I'm not saying she's a bad person, but she's not a good guy in the standard way of a good guy. She is like she's broken the law and she's a prisoner and. And she's a captain. Uh, no, 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 no. She's she's just. Okay. Uh, she's not even a, uh, an officer. She's been stripped of her rank and everything. Oh wow! All like that's the that's the thing that's really crazy. Like it's really interesting. It's really really. This interesting. takes place like in the Star Trek timeline, like before everything. Yeah, it's ten years before Kirk. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting because when Kirk and them start, there's no Klingon <laughs> war. <Yeah>. So <laughs> sometimes it makes me wonder if they messed that timeline up just a little bit. They nah, may have messed they just it up. Wiped a little it down bit. like ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got rid of that war. Yeah. So uh, I mean, people, I'd say check it out because it seems really cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got to get to messages real quick, uh, but. Th- before we do that, do you guys want to, like, it, we always do that sign-off where we mention anything we got going on. Does anyone want to do it t- earlier so we don't end up rushing it? Is there anything you guys are go- that got going on uh, production-wise, music-wise? I don't have... Toby? At the moment? No, nothing to promote, dude. No, just retro. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Retro Expo. Uh, hopefully you guys can come through. It's going to be happening on November 26th, 475 Avenue President Kennedy at the Delta Hotel in Montreal. It's going to be a fun day. Um, we are going to be there broadcasting. The guys from Squared Idea are supposed to come and hang out with us for a bit. Uh, you guys are invited. It's uh, I don't know the pricing, but if anything, you can go to franklinarmstrong.com, and we have a link to their uh, the Retro Expo website on our front page. So go check that out. Right now, I, li- I like how the one time you do ask us to do it early, we actually don't have anything. To I know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to the messages and we'll come back and do the geek news for you guys right after this. Don't go anywhere. Geek Tastic Cipher CJLO sixteen ninety AM. Mondial Montreal showcases the diversity that defines our society. Meet Immigration Nation on November fourteenth to the seventeenth. Canada is a country of immigrants living on Indigenous land. We want you to experience a mosaic of cultures united through music. Performances from Egyptian revolutionary Rami Issam, French rapper Raka, Indigenous storytellers Quantum Tangle, plus Lojo, William Prince, Kobo Town, Kalashima, Jazamboko, Rebel Moon, and many more. Discover new sounds, engage in meaningful conversations, and dance. From November 14th to 17th, the music world is meeting in Montreal. Tickets and schedule at mondialmontreal.com. We're back. What's up, everybody? Geektastic hey. Cypher, CJLO 1690 AM. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we got geek news for you this week. Uh, first off, we're going to start with some Star Wars news. Because uh, we didn't get to talk about this last week. It actually got announced... The day we did the show, but we were f- so focused on a whole bunch of stuff, we didn't get to mention it. We didn't see it. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about, live action series. Uh, so they're going to be producing a live action series f- of Star Wars wow. on their new streaming service, the Disney streaming about service. about to get a Star Wars overload. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tobes, you were saying it yesterday. It's, they're saturating the market when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's already a franchise. It's, it's got this weird aura around it that it's like <laughs> been around too much already. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's so popular that it's got that. So the fact that you're bringing it back, it's nice that we're getting the movies, but then you're going to you're gonna touch on the next point after I say this. But another trilogy and now a TV show yeah. and this movies are still continuing. Yep. It's, are they trying to compete? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering if the... <laughs> So Disney likes to expand. That's one of the things they're known for. And uh, and and you guys have I've talked about it before, Toby, you've mentioned, you've called me out on it, how I've said I'm the type of person who wants them to tell me every aspect of a story. Mm-hmm. The problem is I I want them and I do. I do want more stories told. But the way they're doing it with this is it feels like they're giving us too many stories. When I say I want a glimpse into the universe, I want a little bit and a, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit built up and, you know, spread it out. But Disney is now taking Star Wars and doing a solo movie, Rogue One, the the continuing the trilogy 789. They're introducing a new trilogy. They're giving us a live action show. They still they have Rebels, the animated series. They have the Lego series, the Star Wars Lego one, that I don't know if they still have it, but is actually canon 
because that character that they introduce who is pretending to be on the light side but is part of the dark side is a canon character and all this stuff is built Lego series yeah and it's all this all these shows and all this information and they've also done away with the expanded universe that was there before from Lucasfilms and all that stuff so it's kind of like you know, if you were a fan before, all your stuff is gone, and now it's like, well, we got to catch up so that we can make more. So we're tossing all this at you now. Consume, consume, consume. So yeah. they're essentially doing what they do with their Marvel stuff. Yeah, for. we can't notice it as we don't notice it as much with the Marvel because Marvel has so much stuff. Yeah, Star, yeah. Star Wars just had those three movies, and then, yeah, like, and, uh, yeah. And, then, and now and yeah. now we're supposed to trust pretty much random new characters exactly well i'm excited for new characters though anything non-skywalker related i'm happy for because don't get me wrong the skywalkers have been interesting but it's been literally the only thing they focused on for nine movies at this point (laughs) it's gonna be nine movies that we've been dealing with the skywalker family and i'm ready for change um tobes was it you who said you wanted uh knights of the old republic that's what wow. I feel like this would be touching on with the Ryan Johnson. Dude, that would be hella dope. Everyone I've mentioned that to that you've said that, they've been like, yo, that's a great idea. Because it would be so interesting to see it from the beginning yeah. thrown back and not only continuing to build this part of the universe, but give us the history too. Well, Yeah, and, and for me, I sorry to cut you up there, Skinny. No, it's all good. Okay, so for me, I think, um, speaking as a fan, mm. I wasn't connected to Rogue One. I don't care about those kinds of characters. Hmm, okay. If we're going to stick to the what attracted me to Star Wars was like the whole lore and the mythology around like Jedi and the things yeah. they stand for and the evil. So yeah. I kind of want to see more of those kinds of characters. Not necessarily Skywalkers, but more of those kinds of characters. And Knights of the Old Republic, I feel it's, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a really good idea, man. I really do. Yeah. Uh, um next up so yeah ryan johnson is going to be working on that trilogy that uh that we're talking about so just to mention that and um yeah they're going to be making a live action and one of the other kind of funny weird rumors um prince harry and prince william um were on set supposedly i think that got leaked by john boyega and they're going to be stormtroopers in the new star wars movie oh man which uh last time it was daniel craig i think who was in it yeah. he's uh he's the one that uh when ray is being t- like strapped down he's the one that that she tricks into uses the force on for the first time so mm-hmm. stuff like that's kind of cool those little cameos um fear the walking dead cast news jenna elfman from dharma and greg and a whole bunch of other things uh is going to be joining the, the show as a cat as a regular And, uh, yeah. And uh, this kind of scares me because I don't know how busy this is going to make him, but Garrett Dillahunt from Gifted, who we just talked about, who might be sinister, Mm -hmm. that we were just hoping for, is also joining as a regular for season four. So I I don't know. I'm hoping not, man. I'm hoping not. I, 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 yeah. I'm a little worried about that because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, little, little worrisome. Um, one of the other main ones I wanted to talk about. Um, a Morbius Sony movie is greenlit. <laughs> Skinny already. Did you just chips already? <laughs> I mean, it's a great money grab, but yeah. it's this terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, so one of my one of my friends was saying, um, uh, Andrew from Great A Explosives here at CJLO was mentioning mentioning it to me, and he was saying it's kind of ridiculous what Sony's doing that because they don't have Spider Man, they're kind of just throwing everything out and seeing what will stick. They don't have much time left either. I know, yeah. Silver Sable, yeah. the Morbius, and the Venom. Those that are Silver all- Sable movie's not coming out. <laughs> I like sorry. that you're just calling it. It's you're like, not it's, coming it's, it's out. not coming out. Like, really? I Silver, stop it. Silver Sable. I don't know. They so don't have, they just don't have anything else with that Spider Man property, so they're just throwing anything and see what sticks to the wall. But why Morbius? Why wouldn't you use That's Blade? A- yeah, like. Yeah. You guys are stupid. Does Sony have Blade? Is that who has Blade? Who put out? It was a new, it was New Line that put out the Blade movie. Oh, okay. So nobody really has Blade. Marvel has Blade now. Oh, they got it back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think Morbius is a weird character. Like you might as well have done Craven the Hunter. Like why? Like these these like remember when we were kids and these guys were the villains in the cartoon and They're it was all stupid all stakes it, yeah. at the time because we were kids so yeah. we were uh, mad scared. But when you look at all the other villains in Spider Man's repertoire and Rogue's Gallery, you're just like. Craven and this dude are not that interesting. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, that it seems a little weak to me. Um, quick rundown because we're already out of time. Uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon series is a go. They're going to be producing a series based on the books. I'm into that. 
Yeah, cool. I think it sounds cool. Uh, George Miller is suing Warner Brothers over the... Uh, he didn't get a bonus for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, they... Catch the <laughs> yeah. money, brother. Seven million he's asking for. Well, I mean, that's he made huge. it under budget, then they postponed it, so it went over budget, and he's like, that's not my fault. I want yeah. my bonus. That's fair. Get your money, brother. Yo, I agree. I agree. I think that's fair. Uh, this one, uh, Aldous Hodge, who's in... Um, what's it called? Oh, the hit, uh, Straight Outta Compton mm. and also uh, Underground. Okay. Uh, he landed a Showtime pilot with Kevin Bacon that's being produced by Ben Affleck. Mm. So we'll see oh. what th- what that does. And uh, Zendaya is producing a thriller uh, based on passing, which is the term when you're so light-skinned that you pass as white. <laughs> and it's going to be set in 1890. Uh, it's being produced by uh, Reese Witherspoon's production company, if I'm not mistaken. And this last one, because I have 10 seconds left, Top Boy is coming back. The British series <laughs> is being produced by Drake and LeBron. Good job. and So random. Wow. Good. No, yes. I know. Awesome. No, I agree. Time, except for all the kids are too old, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, we got to sign off. Anything, hey. Skinny?